Hello and welcome to Couple Next Door from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. CBS Radio brings you The Couple Next Door, written by Peg Lynch and starring Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce. We don't want to spend all our money on okay. presents in Paris. They say Italy has wonderful things to buy. I know, Aunt Effie, but my idea is to take our list of friends and relatives and buy perfume for coming home presents. Then what we buy in Italy will save and give people for Christmas. Listen, Gordon Bates is on his way over here. I uh, guess he's going to give us the rundown on the arrangements for the duel tonight. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. Aunt Effie, I think we should go out shopping now this morning and buy the perfume. Yes, I'll think. get my hat. Right. Betsy's down skipping rope in the courtyard. We can pick her up on the way out. Mm-hmm. Well, wait a minute. Well, mm-hmm. you're going to wait and see what Gordon has to say? Why? Why? For Pete takes here, I am fighting a duel at sunset. Don't you want to hear the arrangements? Oh. Yesterday, you were worried to death. Well, today, I'm not even very much interested. What I am worried about is that your shenanigans have occupied most of our trip to Paris. And Effie and I haven't bought perfume for the gift. We haven't done nearly no. enough sightseeing with Beck. We'll buy tickets today for the Tour de Versailles on Monday. Mm-hmm. Be better to go that day because all those fountains are turned off. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. And then tomorrow we'll take a tour of old historic chateaus, which I think Look, is nice if I am on. shot tonight, there may not be a tomorrow for me. Oh, fiddlesticks. Ah, all right, we'll wait and see what Gordon has to say. Driving is a deadly, dangerous business. If the inventors of the earliest cars could see where it's all led to, bottlenecks, overheated radiators, quick-tempered outbursts, accidents of every sort, sudden death at high speed... One wonders if they wouldn't have been tempted to forget the whole business. We would be lots safer if the fastest thing on earth was a souped-up horse and buggy. Wouldn't get around as fast or as far, but the facts of life are that we pay a huge toll every year for the right to travel fast and far. That such a toll isn't necessary. That if drivers conscientiously observed the laws now on the books, accidents would be rare. Say. Are you going away this weekend? Leave lots of extra time for delays. Carry along a cold drink in the thermos. Make sure the car's in shape to stand the gaff, and that's important. And don't hurry. We'd like to have you back next week, not only alive, but healthy. How it stacks up. Make it quick, will you, Gordon? Because Aunt Effie wants to go shopping for perfume. Make yes. it quick. Look here, I've lived in Paris for ten years. I got along just fine, no trouble. And you guys come over here on a business holiday. Well, you don't take the trouble to find out what the people are like, what the customs are, 
And you think he can act the same way you do at home? Gordon, I apologize. I'm sorry, and I don't be mad at him because... I could have warned him, I suppose, but it's like saying to a kid, don't put beans up your nose. How did I know he'd take a, a poke at a French count for flirting with you? But if I'd known, I could have warned him. He'd probably have got challenged to a secret illegal duel. Okay, all right, Godman. Let's hear the arrangements. I, I just want you to know that I'm not afraid and I'm not worried. Well, you ought to be. I am. I don't know what the Count's going to do. You can't tell what an excitable Frenchman will do when he gets noble about his honor. Well, anyhow, as I said, here's how it stacks up. And I'll make it quick. Well, yeah, um... We leave Paris around five. We drive 15 miles to the Count's country place outside the city. Oh. He's dismissing the servants today, so no one hears the shots. You choose your own pistols from the Count's collection. And the duel will take place at sunset, and you'll fire at 20 paces. You all going? Well, yes, I guess so. I've never been. We can leave Betsy with Aunt Effie's friend, Mr. Whittaker. What do you think we should wear? Well, what you should wear for Pete's sake of all the times to well, wear... I don't know it's fashionable to wear to a duel. Well, is it a sporting event? Do I wear a suit or is it more formal, Gordon? Well, I don't know. We men are supposed to wear dark suits, I guess. I think I'll wear my blue silk print. It always looks so nice. Uh -huh, yes, it uh -huh. does. I think I'll wear my black jersey. Uh -huh. Black? Well, dear, it's all I have that doesn't show wrinkles. Black! Right. And then I can add some jewelry if it turns out to be more of a formal occasion. Well, I... no, I'm getting out there. I've got a car, but it only holds two. It's got bucket seats, but I think I can borrow another. Well, fine. Then either Aunt Effie or I could go with you, mm -hmm. and he could drive the other car, except to drive it back. Well, sweet, for the love of Mike, you think we were all going on a picnic. What do you mean, who would drive it back? Look, you and Gordon arrange things, and Effie and I are going shopping. Ah, bonjour, madame. Do sit down, s'il vous plaît. It was good of you to come. Well, I confess I came out of curiosity, if nothing else. My, you French certainly go in for intrigue. It's the first time I've ever been shopping and had a note pressed into my hand and somebody scurry away. <laughs> well, madame, under the circumstances, it seemed impossible to find you at the hotel, and I felt I must see you alone. Yes, yes, your note said alone. But I think I should tell you, Comte de Serroir, that my aunt is waiting outside in a taxi, ready to scream for the police if I don't show up within a decent interval of time. <laughs> <laughs> Madame, you are quite safe. I merely wish to apologize. Oh, about the duel, you mean? But of course. Oh, oh well, that's very nice of you. I know my husband is so sorry he hit you and that it even got in the gossip columns. I mean, he really is very apologetic, too, believe me. And though my husband is not a coward and was quite willing to go through with it, I know that he'll be very relieved to hear... Madame, you, husband, and I will settle our difference tonight. What do you mean? But, madame, I was only apologizing to you. You mean you just asked me up here to apologize for probably shooting my husband tonight? But I am sorry, oh. Now, you do not understand that either, hmm? madame. I have no alternative. You as burnt insulted me. Well, you don't have to kill him. Well, perhaps I will miss him. Perhaps he will shoot me. Uh, 
count. I, I, I shouldn't say this. I mean, it isn't even very loyal. But one time, my husband practically tripped over 200 ducks. He didn't even get one. Oh, madame, you Americans are très charmant. Also, you are very beautiful. And that is a very lovely hat you are wearing. You bought it in here, in Paris? Uh, oh, yes. Well, I, I don't think we should be discussing my hat. Why not? It is very beautiful. And it is parfait for you. But perhaps uh, keep it just a little bit more over one eye. Well, I... Ah, voila. Parfait. Now, would you like a cup of tea? Uh, no, no, nothing, nothing. Thank you. Frankly, I think there's some reason you insist on going through with this idiotic duel. Ah, but of course, I was engaged to be married. Uh, my fiancée reads in the paper I was hit by a jalous American husband. Poof! I am no longer engaged. Oh, your fiancé is mad at you. So now you're trying to prove something, is it? Madame, I cannot afford to lose her. Well, what do you mean, afford? <laughs> you don't mean money. But of course. But you're a con. I mean, your father's a duke. I am not the eldest son, madame. Well, you don't mean you'd marry somebody just for her money. Oh, oh she's beautiful, too. There is her picture. I love her. Well, she is beautiful, but then I think you should say that you love her and not even mention money. Oh, you Americans. You always pretend that money is nothing. But then you work yourself to death trying to get it. What is wrong with admitting that it is nice to have money? Well, nothing, I guess. But we don't talk about it like that. Why not? It is what you do. Monsieur Jones buys a big car, you buy a bigger car. Now, everyone in America has a big car. Two big cars. So big that now they don't even fit into your garage. <laughs> well, that is true. You Americans are not always realistic. You marry for love. But what is love when you do not even know each other? You get married because he likes your blue eyes and you like his cute smile. Well, I think it's a bit more than that. And even we Americans can be realistic. Even my eight-year-old daughter, Betsy, has discovered that to win somebody, it's wise to pretend you're like somebody else. I, I have a rather fantastic suggestion, Count, because I don't think French women are that different from American women. What but... is your suggestion, madame? <laughs> well, if it's winning your girl back you need, why don't you see what happens if she thinks you're going to marry me? A widow, after tonight, who owns half the railroads of America. Oh, oui, oui. Do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> that is too bad. We might have been very happy. Even without a railroad, n'est-ce pas? <laughs> oh, well. I shall telephone Jacqueline and we shall see. We'll return to the couple next door in just a moment. CBS Radio sees to it every Sunday without fail that your zest for action gets the full treatment. Run the gamut from action to suspense with such favorites as yours truly, Johnny Dollar, radio's outstanding theater of thrills, suspense, the soldier of fortune whose card reads, Have Gun, Will Travel, and the toughest marshal in the business, Gunsmoke's Matt Dillon. 
Yes, sir, there's something special about Sunday. Go west in a wild, woolly way with gun smoke. Ride tall in the saddle with a man who lives hard and kills easy. Paladin, a square-jawed knight of the western trails. Have gun, will travel, will travel right with you if you're listening in your car. And so will yours truly, Johnny Dollar. And the all-time favorite, Suspense. That's if action's your pleasure on a Sunday afternoon. What a four. And remember, your host for all four is CBS Radio, the network with a different sound. Kidding. That count called her up right in front of you? No, oh, and she was mad at him. Goodness, I could hear her screaming in French at him all across the room. <laughs> oh, but as I said, women are the same the world over. As soon as she thought she was losing him, how oh, she calmed down. Then the count suggested we all have dinner tonight, but I thought it was best if we all just forgot the whole thing. Yeah, Mike <laughs> he's really kind of a scoundrel, isn't he? Imagine admitting he'd like to marry somebody for her money. Oh, her picture was there. I don't think he'd have to close his eyes just to kiss her. You like my new hat? You'd think that any self-respecting man... I bought man, it yesterday, You know, would, have, would have the decency to... Dear? Huh? My hat. I haven't even noticed it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I don't care too much for those dooflopies hanging over your eye like that. <gasps> You, Floppy, I think I should have let him shoot you. What's the matter with you? And if I had owned half the railroads of America, I might have been a countess. Oh, I'm teasing. Can't you take a joke, honey? Yeah, look, you may be teasing, but even so, I bet you think that French count is charming. Admit it now. Could you possibly ever fall in love with that, that, that scoundrel? Huh? <laughs> Saved by the bell. Yeah. <laughs> Hurry up and answer it and then get dressed up. You're taking me out to dinner at Maxine's and then the foolish vision. Yeah, I'll talk to you later. Hello. Oh, hi, Gordon. Oh, Gordon, listen, it's all off. Yeah, it's all off. The Couple Next Door is written by Peg Lynch and stars Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce with Margaret Hamilton, Al Hodge, and Robert Clary and is produced by Walter Hart. This was an original old radio broadcast presented by Radio of Yesteryear. Tara Hawkins speaking.